Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. your beers and cry them tears. It's a sweet, sweet episode of the Culture Guitars. Finally, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. Not a planned one, just kind of a, eh, it happened. Indeed. Because you know what? Life happens sometimes. Yeah. Why not? My name is Appendicitis Al, and with me, as ever, is Colonoscopy Casper. You are so predictable. And, I knew uh, it. I knew that was the, the procedure you were going to go to. It was just because it rhymed with your name. I know. I just couldn't think of maybe good names in the like the ten seconds. Maybe I'm just spending too much time with you. Well, there, you know, maybe I'm reading your mind. I couldn't think of another like, you know, a, a, it could have been worse. Colostomy also rhymed. Colost, <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Yeah. I just couldn't think of another like medical-ish term that the, uh, the colon. I think is the only one that really has that. C sound. Yeah. Like the K sound. That, that K, that's, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, there's, there's unf- limited options. It's on unfortunate. That's kind of, <laughs> appendicitis out was the first thing I thought of, and, and I, you know, the theme song was rolling. I was under pressure. So, you got what you got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, was it predictable? Probably. Uh, yeah. Was it very limited options? Definitely. It was good. Yeah. I just, Feel good that I knew what you were going to say before you said it. You're a you're a, a soothsayer is what you are. <laughs> you're a wizard. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for somebody to blame for all your problems, it's Casper's fault. He knew them before they happened. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, I knew it was going to happen, yeah. and I didn't tell you. He didn't help you at all. No, nope. blame him. <laughs> oh man, it's been a while since we've been at the desk. Yeah, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm a little seat stroked. I think today. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know plasma cutters and uh, summer in the Okanagan. Yep. Yeah, and it was. Uh, yeah, probably didn't drink enough water. Were you doing that thing where you're like, "It's my days off, apple cider all day long"? Or <laughs> I actually hate apple cider. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> no, I uh, I was uh, water for the most part, but I did have a couple of beer. Which they say that the first beer actually hydrates you better than water. I have never heard that in my life. No, it's just because it has like electrolytes and things that your body will replenish out of the first one. After that, not so much. (laughs) I I mean, I I know alcohol and 
generally speaking, alcoholic beverages are just a dehydrator. But uh, yeah. yeah, I did think it was funny when I was when I when I dropped off the guitars and then I went to pick us up coffees. Mm-hmm. And as I was driving back to coffees, I was like, these coffees really reflect us well in our personality. So I go to Starbucks and I come back with a milky, semi-sweet thing with no ice, so it's just even more milk, something a 13-year-old girl would drink. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, you've got your manly black coffee <laughs> with one sugar. It's like, ah, yeah, yep. this is a... Uh, Dark, bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Not really, everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> really reflects our personality as well, these two beverages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, uh, I'm not used to not having a guest on the show. It is different, time. isn't it? it? Is, yeah. I mean, we've had well over a hundred guests now. Yeah. What are we? We're in the one twenties. Well, yeah, I think so. One twenty three or one twenty four. Yeah. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, Good man. Golly. I, I've had so much going on on my plate other than music and guitar and podcasts that I don't. What day is it? What's my name again? I think it's Sunday. It's Monday, Al. Monday. Ooh, okay. Yep. <laughs> there we go. You ever see that episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine? When no, oh, you don't. You don't really like that show. Huh? Not really watch no. it. There's a great. There's a great line in it where uh, is it something lead, Andy Samberg says. Lead character goes says something about it. It's like it's May. Blah 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 blah. And somebody else is like, Oh, honey, we are well into October. And uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling like. <laughs> My brain is telling me. Well, at least you're only a day. Yeah, uh, that's true. I've been more behind before. Mm. There were times on tour when it was like, I know the date because the poster or something said it, or, you know, I had to keep track of the calendar that way. There were, there were whole months that went by when I was like, I have no clue what day of the week it is. None. <laughs> yep. None at all. <laughs> it's a driving day or it's a gig day. That's all I know. That's yeah. Day of the week. It doesn't matter to me. doesn't really matter. As long as you're in Toulouse by... The seventeenth. Yeah, 17th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have to be here by this time on this date, and I have to play a set that's this long, or I don't get to pay my phone bill. Yeah. So <laughs> that was what mattered. The day of the week was just like mm-hmm. call my parents and be like, "Why are you calling us on a Sunday? We're going to church." And it's like, I don't even know what Sunday. <laughs> is it Sunday? What <laughs> day it is, mom? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So, mm. lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not all of it's guitar related, but yeah, you know, whatever. It's just us. So, no guests today. This is still, still strange. I know. I know. We can go back to making fun of Kyle if you want. Okay. But then we have to mention that he exists. Yeah. No, let's not do that. No, we don't want to talk about Kyle. Mm. He, he, he's the, the, the theme song is recorded. That's it. That's it. End of Kyle's acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Well, let's fire into it, man. What have you been up to this, however long it's been? You know, let's, let's open it up. Yeah. Since the last episode. Since the last episode, I think, who did we have on? That is a great question. I think question. we had Swope guitars on last, no? No, I don't think that was the last one, was it? Swamp oh. Witch. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That is true. You did a good June job. June 21st. We had Swamp Witch on. Swamp it's, was right before that. Right, that's right. And, and so it's been just about three weeks? Just about. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're allowed to take some vacation. No, I, 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 no, I know. It hasn't even really felt like vacation, though. I've been just been no. so flipping busy. Yeah. Um, 
music and or guitar related stuff, I I tuned guitars today that I haven't played in a long time. And, and one of them, like my SG wasn't really out of tune. Like it was just a tiny little tweak on a couple of strings, which is impressive because it is, you know, for all intent and purpose, kind of a new build. Um, everything's I been, mean, yeah, but everything, the new setup and yeah, it's true. been apart for months and months and months. So I, I think it helped that it was set up within the last month. See, I would have expected it to be under, under tension because it wasn't under tension long before you set it up. And then I would just would have expected it to lo- have lost more of that kind of its baseline tune. I mean, it might have, you know, I, you know we, we did the setup kind of towards the tail end of spring. Yeah. So this basement's weird though. It's true. Yeah. Thank so God anyways, it's cool down here, man. Yeah. It's even not really that cool, but it's way cooler than upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, we got, we got in on the right time for uh, holding the setup into this season. Yeah. With it's, yours. Mine, uh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't even know when, like you say, I don't even know when you last played it. So it it was more than a half step low. Yeah, I I I don't think I've actually played the SG. Uh, I've moved around on the stand a couple of times. <laughs> I don't think I've played it in probably two or three months. Oh wow, yeah, that would make sense then. Yeah, it's just kind of sat there looking gorgeous. Yeah, as it does. It's half the reason we buy Gibsons, right? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean most of the That's reason I Smith. most most of the reason I buy Gibsons is to modify the crap out of them. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of funny, and we'll probably get into that a little later. But that it's the only real Gibson I've ever owned, and I just first yeah, thing yeah, I did was take it apart and cut it up. Well, you know, wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't like alterations. It wasn't like I turned it in. What was the guy? That um, oh, he hit the guitar on the stage and broke half of it off, and then kept playing it. Um, buddy had one. The the I have no idea what you're talking about right now. It's like a punk band from the I want to say the late seventies, early eighties, like right when punk was getting going. And he was like went to like Thunder Axe his his guitar on the on the speaker cab or on the stage or something, and the top bout and everything broke off of it. So it was like half of a guitar and he just kept playing it for the I whole set and that became know, his know, like um, signature model. Oh geez, I don't know. Oh you're getting it. Our buddy Ryan has one. one. Yeah. Or had one. He had number Yeah, something by Eastwood. I don't remember the What was his name? Oh, I couldn't tell you man. Yeah. Um I do know that the guitarist from Greta Van Fleet broke his SG body through the control cavity. So if you think about it, an SG's body at that point, there's not, that's a really thin spot. There's like a couple thick points on either side. Yeah. But then it's really thin going through the cavity. And he managed to break it there. Like break the cavity and like half the cavity off on the Yeah, so it was being held on by the cavity cover and the electronics. Wow. That's a weird, that's a weird drain angle to break it on. It was a weird break, yeah. Huh. I saw it in. in, Doing the same type of thing though? I have no idea. No, I don't think so. I, oh. I, th- I think it was just stuff Rope. that happened on the road stuff, not that's that's actually smashy. that's stuff that actually kind of blows my mind a little bit. Weird breaks. No, it's like how how many instruments are damaged on the regular on tour. 
Like, oh, yeah. um, I follow a, a guitar tech, and I've actually talked to him a couple of times, and I bought a, one of his pedals. And, anyways, Mr. But, Foppy, but yeah, Drew Foppy, and and he has a really interesting Instagram account of the stuff that he does as a professional tech for. I think he's out with Shine Down right now. Yeah, and and the amount of stuff that he's fixed and like hotel room fixes overnight type of stuff. But I mean, when you're if you're in that kind of a band, you're a stadium touring act. There's the budget and the resources behind you, like Mr. Foppy. Yeah, yeah. To, to like, there's no, I mean, A, those shows are expensive. You have to give people their money's worth. And you've got the, you know, the backing and the money coming in that you, there's, it, there's no excuse for holding back in one of those shows. It's, you know, it's like. So that's, that's like a license to break crap? A little bit. So like, here's the thing that would, that would just. I mean, I don't think they're out there Pete Townsending their their gear to, to pieces. I think they're okay, just, but that's a thing. Like that's a thing sure. that that has kind of and like you know to call on Pete Townsend. It's kind of been since that time <laughs> yeah. where that's a thing that is done. And I don't think. I mean, I would be a really really boring stadium show because I wouldn't. I would be so careful not to wreck anything. And I would be just devastated if something well, you, did get broken. That's, oh my God. that's where the production companies come up with a different show for your act. And, yeah. You know, they, they put a lot of work into the lights and the projectors and that kind of thing. If, <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. the Who or Nirvana or something like that, then they keep it a little more straightforward because you're going to do something crazy on your own. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But again, they're, they're, that's one of those things where like, and Kurt Cobain talked about it pretty freely when he was still around. Fender was sending him guitars to break. Yeah, I guess. He was bringing them lots of attention. They were making lots of money. Yep. Part of the show was Kurt goes smashy. Don't worry, buddy. We'll cover that smashy. We'll just get you another one. <laughs> Here's a neck and 15 more with it. Crazy, Go right though. Ahead. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I think with the Shinedown crew, to get back to Mr. Foppy, yeah. I think that's just a matter of rock out really hard. Straps yep. had a few shows. Oops, it breaks. I, down I, don't, I don't think in in those circumstances guys are doing it maliciously no. or doing it for show. It's actually, uh, and that's kind of the part that I was sort of like getting into was not the, not the deliberate damage. Like that's just, you know, asinine if you ask me. But anyways, <laughs> um just because I love guitars so much that I sure. don't think I could tomahawk one on the ground or like, I just couldn't do it. So, um, but like traveling road type of conditions where, you know, you have two or three, maybe major repairs between shows. Like, damn. I mean, I don't know if, if you have two or three major repairs between show, uh, between two shows, that seems like something went really wrong. Like, they're they're wheeling off the road case full of all your guitars, and a wheel breaks off, and it goes over the truck ramp or something. Right, but you know, but I think for the most part, it's probably, you know, if you're if you're doing a, if I were in Shinedown, I'm gonna guess there's probably forty to fifty guitars. Mm. That's probably uh, coming accurate, with yeah. you everywhere you go between all you know, the three. Even the the ones that don't see the late of day most of the time. Yeah, yeah, and you're swapping guitars, if not every song, every other song. See that 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 just boggles me too. Part of the part of the thing, right? You know, you, people are there paying eighty bucks a ticket or more. Yeah. Um, I your, guess. your set list is designed around how do we make the show look and sound the coolest, not around what's convenient for the, the guitar tech. So you're swapping instruments like yeah. crazy. You know, 
stuff happens. I guess, man. My show would just be a whole lot different if it was big and stadium. Be <laughs> yeah, like I, I, me I, and one guitar and an amp mic with a pedal board, and like <laughs> it'd be. And there's a place for that too. Yeah. You know, Ed Sheeran does a great job of that. <laughs> <laughs> not like not like I'm anything like that. But but even you, even your show as the Origami Army is very simplistic and and super entertaining. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but you know when I my previous touring act in Tasman Jude mm-hmm. there was a lot more dynamic stuff going on and totally and uh, guitar damage happened yeah <laughs> so it's it's not ideal but you know it, stuff is gonna happen and even with origami army stuff happened mm-hmm. that is true you know uh, and then there's stuff that ha- like when I would do fill-in dates with the steadies yeah um my SG's headstock got broke and I wasn't even there right <laughs> like, yeah. no one can tell me how that happened yeah, I just I set up. I went for my pre-show dinner with the group. We got on stage for sound check, and I had a broken guitar. That was oh, couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it was frustrating, no doubt. And then you got to play a really nice guitar. Instead oh, of. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, I don't remember what he handed me, but it was like one of those 70s Japanese Les Paul clones. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Like I it was it was, it was kind of a Les Paul custom looking thing. And uh it felt and played horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> but I was the I didn't show up with a backup, so that's on me. Yeah, I guess. Um but you know, yeah. Well, let's fire through a couple of things. You had some stuff happen this week. Or then you know, since we last showed refresh me man you bought a jeep oh yeah that's a cool thing <laughs> that's actually been a lot of what i've been up to yes. lately you bought a jeep you've yeah. been doing some yeah steph and i got a, a brand new factory ordered jeep there you go yeah. yeah so you're doing a lot of that you've been fabricating a bumper bumpers and getting it ready because you're doing a lot of uh off-roading mm-hmm. that's the or plan the hipsters call it these days overlanding, overlanding. Yeah. yeah it is it is Really, really exciting. So and there you go. See, that's some that's some cool stuff. But it's it is actually, um, it is actually kind of happily taking up most of my like guitar money, and <laughs> it's not even a bad thing. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, something else to spend time doing that's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was working on it this after this evening actually, right before we we hooked up today, and uh, I. Uh, it's a fairly fairly fancy Jeep, so it's got you know full lockers and all the stuff for anybody that understands what that is. And he was me and my son were um working on it at the farm and and went and found this pile of rocks to, to crawl over and like to and like really flex the suspension out and like had a lot of fun with that and it was it was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that was that. Uh any anything else you can remember that I did? I didn't keep a list, I gotta be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Nothing really exciting going on for me. Okay. I want to say there's something. You'll probably remember it. After uh, I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll stop recording and I'll remember. Yeah. Be like, oh, that's that that's thing. The, the son of Because I've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I have a little bit of guitar stuff. I don't have cool. a lot of. Yeah, what have you been up to, music and or guitar related this week? Uh, or fighting with DHL has oh? been a major thing. That's not new. No. But I, I'm actually worried I'm going to lose this one because they they are not able to they won't uh, they wouldn't let me pay over the phone. 
Oh, yeah? Wouldn't let me pay online, but they're insisting I have to pay these duties and customs on the pickups that uh, Mr. Glenn's pickup sent. Oh. And uh, I'm more than willing to do that. I understand that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, okay, well, can I go somewhere in person? No. You can't you can't do it in person. Like, why not? Like, well, we we don't deliver to Vernon ourselves. We deliver through a third party courier, and their depot is in Staples. I was like, okay, so why can't I pay there? You They're can. Like, no, we, they they won't let me do it. So I was like, okay, because they want it paid prior to delivery. I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, yeah. Can I pay over the phone? No, sorry, we don't operate that way. You need to. Well, how do you pay online? Uh, good question. I've I've tried asking them to guide me through the process. And they, Pretty they sure aren't. you can pay with PayPal online. Uh, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Yeah. So this has been going on for about three weeks now. Really? That's my frustration. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so I'm worried like any second other's going to be like, yeah, screw it. Send them back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I'll light somebody's house on fire or somebody involved in this process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's been like a frustration of mine because I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that he sent those things so that we could try out some pickups and yeah, that he sent specifically a set of telly ones because the ones in my telly are garbage. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the highest honor of doing this show is yeah, people sending yeah. us product. That, anyway. And uh, yeah, it's just frustrating. It's like somebody did this in good faith. Yeah. And they're trusting us, and it's like, I, I need to come through. <laughs> and I'm being prevented on that. Anyways. Yeah. That sucks. It's, I'm... it's annoying. <laughs> um, and then uh, Meredith Coloma of Coloma Guitars sent oh, me a, a little update. Right. Um, sent me a picture of my, my Freya's body, and I'm uh, unbelievably stoked about that. Baby blue, periwinkle blue. It's called periwinkle blue. I don't know what they called it. They have they have their own Coloma guitars name for it. It's uh, in Fender terminology, it would probably be Daphne or Sonic blue. It's kind of in that kind of that Daphne blue. I that's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah. More. Uh, I love it. I love it quite a bit, and uh, I'd really like to get some of the pink they use on their guitars and put some stripes on it. Okay. Like tasteful racing car type stripes, not loud EVH stripes. Yeah, yeah. Like Bond guitars. Yeah. 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 That classic like sixties fender thing. Just um but in the in the two kind of Freya Coloma colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, pink and blue. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. But like leave leave the body the the majority of it blue like it is. And do the stripes in pink, which would which would almost be kind of hard to see, I think. But it would be a super uh, chromatic mind mess for me. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> oh right, yeah, the yeah. color blindness. Yeah. Well, and, and and honestly, like red and blue or pink and blue, those those colors actually look like they're moving. Oh when they're, no! When they're put together. It's so like, I just have this guitar that makes you sick to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's there's that. I'm and but I'm looking forward to that. And I don't really know what I'm entirely getting with this guitar. It's kind of a like Well, it's a she's just kind of doing it the way she wants me to have it. So Well, that's kind of cool. I mean she does it's I mean, obviously it's a it's a Freya. Yeah. And it's got P nineties. 
I think so. Yeah. It I, might, there's a possibility the, of the humbucker in the bridge, the P90 humbucker size thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or other way around, humbucker in a P90 size. I don't know. I, I assume it's two P90s. I that would be fantastic. That's, you know what? I just I just gonna tell everybody my favorite pickups are V90s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a fact. It's a thing that happened to me, and I, I can't go back. You you don't have to go back. You can have a variety of flavors. <laughs> I do have, but I prefer the P90s. <laughs> I, oh jeez. It's uh, actually really funny. As I started out my my guitar electric guitar playing, and and if you want to call it a a career, but it's not. Um, but like journey. my journey, that's a good one. My, my electric guitar journey began as I only like humbuckers. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I, and I went through a few different guitars with humbuckers and then changed out some for better yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And did, did a bunch of that. Um, and then but you got in, you, you started at the, I only like humbucker stance because you had really garbage strats that had oh, just horrible sounding single coils. Terrible. Yeah. And you know, I, I still, I still to this day, no I still to, yeah, that's absolutely true. I still to this day don't really enjoy single coils in a strap. Just that I've, I've played a couple now, um, like USA, I think the one was an American performer. That one that, uh, no, that was a player or something or other. I can't Lux or something like that. One yeah. Or? Yeah. That was a nice guitar, but it just didn't. Move me. The pickups just don't do it for me. Um, then I think the first like real stab and 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 take at single coils I took was my Telly, and that's also a Squire, but it's actually a, a nice Squire. And taking the pickups out of that and and going over Peg City for the the TC two hundred fours was a game changer. Yeah, that thing sounds fantastic. Yeah, like it, and it's it's just a Squire. So the pickups really didn't make all the difference in that guitar. Um, and so that kind of went from, I only like humbuckers to, I only like humbuckers and this <laughs> Telecaster. <laughs> well, you got the Mustang up there. See, but that came after. And then I was like, and the, the Mustang, I'd never even played one before. I never even played one. And I, the guy didn't even have an amp I could plug it into. So I was like, ah. took a gamble. Took a gamble, and it, the price was pretty good. I figured if I didn't like it, I could still sell it and flip it for yeah. whatever, and it was going to be fine. Well, that reminds me, I got a thing to talk. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely in love with the with the Mustang. Love the scale length. Love the way it plays. That's a, and that's just a Mexi Fender. Like in my in my opinion, more of a proper Fender. It's a real guitar. It's not a wire. It's not some Honestly, standard man, series I'm, piece I'm, of junk from the early no, or late nineties. Other than the bottom of the barrel Squire stuff these days, Squire and and Mexican Fender, Fender. It's like the whole Fender family of brands has just kind of collectively decided. Just gonna. We don't have game. a suckiness anymore. We're just gonna up just, our game. Just gonna, just gonna really, make yeah. it make it decent everywhere. I mean, the Affinity line stuff. I think still. Is yeah, kind of, there's there's got to be that like two hundred dollar with an amp. <laughs> yeah, the kit starter kit thing. Yeah. that's just kind of like it'll get you going. Yeah, then you'll break it trying to modify it, and you'll buy a real one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So and it wasn't actually until um, buying the SG and and going, I love this guitar as it is, but I bought it with an intent to 
put P90s in it. Mm -hmm. Having never owned a P90 guitar, never really ever recalling playing P90s. Although now I look back and I go, oh, yeah, you know what? That Gretsch that I bought my other one because I loved this one that I played at the store, um, it had P90s and it had dog ear P90s in it. But I didn't, at the time, was so early on in my electric guitar journey, I had no idea what they were. Not the only guy to make that uh, whoopsie. Our, mm-hmm. our buddy Lowell. Yep. Yeah, he bought a Gretsch because yep. he loved Gretsch. And uh, he didn't buy the P90s once. And what he has since discovered is, he likes the P90s and the uh, Duo Sonics. I think are the single coil ones. So that uh, oh, I always get. Can I don't. This is a bit of a. I feel a bit ashamed admitting to this, but I I mix up the Gretsch pickup range. I forget. Yeah, I always muddle up Powertron, Filtertron, Duo Sonic, Dynasonic. I only know what one of those things is. Yeah. The, anyway, he what it turned out was that he liked the single coil and the. The P90 style yeah. things, and he wasn't a big fan of the humbucker, which, which in, honestly, in my opinion, as great as those electromatics are, and they are freaking great. Yeah. I'm excited that the guitar is still in the family. Yeah, it's your dad. Yeah, right? my dad My dad bought it. So. Um, yeah, as, as great as they are, the humbuckers that they tend to come with, I think, are garbage sounding. So, and Not garbage sounding, just dull. They're Yeah, they are dull. They could use a little, little pick-me-up, but it's also... Uh, um, for lack of better description, an entry-level Gretsch. Yeah. You know, so they come with entry-level pickups, just like a Squire Telecaster comes with entry-level sure. pickups. And that, and that's just it. If you wanted to, you would buy the base model entry-level guitar because they're solid. Like, they're really, really mm-hmm. well-made. And you know what? Put the pickups in it that you want. Yeah. <laughs> the top-of-the-line Gretsch is either, if you're not talking custom shop, it's only coming out of Japan anyway. It's not like... Yeah, and they, and they say now that the, the Blackface Filtertrons that come in those now are actually better sounding and better made than the older Filtertrons back I from back in the day. I would think at the very least they're much more consistent. <laughs> yeah. No, but like there there was a whole... I watched this whole thing, a comparison video of build quality and just straight up right there, build quality yeah. was one of the ones that really stood out, but they actually sound a lot more full instead of like you say, you get this, like the sweeping range of accuracy and the, because the build quality was so not really on point. I, I don't have enough personal experience. I've have played, but I don't you know what I'm thinking about it. We had a, had a customer when I was working at the music shop in Grand Prairie. Yeah. And uh, I forget the gentleman's name now. Super nice guy, older guy, and he had a late fifties um, country gentleman, like the Chet Atkins. Mm-hmm. Chet Atkins, yep. Um, Those are sweet. Such a cool guitar, and it felt amazing to play it. But I don't think I ever ever once plugged it in. Yeah. Um, he loaned it to uh, one of my coworkers, like long term, a few times, and. Uh, yeah, so I never actually plugged in. So I, I wouldn't know, you know, how the vintage Gretsch pickups hold up to, like, yeah. the TV Joneses of today. And um, that being said, uh, TV Jones has done an absurd amount of research, both, um, well, always, since they started on, on Gretsch's whole thing. Yeah. And uh, they've bought a bunch of the patents and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, old blueprints and letters and like he's got a ton of information from the Gretsch family on on these pick like he's yeah it's it's incredible it's, it's really nice f- when somebody goes like full nerd yeah and really gets it right yeah yeah and that's like 
we've said this before on the show, but if if you love something in the guitar community, yeah, there is a whole pool of nerds that love just that thing. Yep. You like SG Juniors? There's a whole pool of nerds that just dedicate their lives to SG Juniors. T60s? Yeah. You betcha. It's it's out there. Find your nerd pool and and dive in it deeply and Yep. Yeah. Um Real quick before we before I forget again, oh, yeah. Um, I also got lucky with uh, not his Mustang, but a Fender Duo Sonic. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, so hopped on the old Facebook Marketplace, <sighs> kicking myself, and uh, found an ad. Uh, one solitary, blurry, horrible picture. It was a terrible fi- picture, and terrible I I picture. think that's probably why I didn't even look at the ad. Yeah. You and a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, because you sent it to me. I sent it. I sent it to. Uh, well, we have a we have a group chat with another guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's where like ninety nine percent of our like inter guitar related stuff gets sent. And I put. It I like in the there. name of that group. <laughs> guitar is trifectus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I sent it in there, and I was like, "Well, I don't really have the time or money to go buy this thing. I'll put it in the group, and uh, I'm sure somebody will maybe Casper will buy it." Well, that's the thing, as you said, and the thing you said in the message was, hey, Mr. Diesel driving, whatever it was, something. Diesel VW. Yeah, because I got yeah. a Volkswagen diesel. I mean, yeah, I can drive across the country on a thimble. And I was like, oh, it must be really far. I'm thinking like Cranbrook or <laughs> Calgary or somewhere well, no, no. far. No. <laughs> it wasn't that far. It was... No, it was at Salmon Arm. It's like yeah. a, I used to drive there every single day. Well, yeah. But <laughs> like since gas prices have gone up, oh, yeah. like a drive like that for me is about 60 bucks. Still. Still. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I would say a drive salmon arm prior to these gas prices was probably 30 Oh, yeah, if if that. You know, it's it's just, it's gotten bad. Um, so I wasn't thinking I'd go get it. It's only a 40-minute drive. But the, the thing with the blurry picture was you couldn't tell if it was a Fender or a Squire or what it was. Nothing. You just knew it was like a Mustang or a Duosonic or something like that. And they were asking 85 bucks. <laughs> so <laughs> Canadian. Stupid. Yeah. That's a... It's like twelve dollars for yeah, you American people. Freedom dollars, <laughs> it's like fifty. Um, so I was like, it really doesn't matter. And I think I said this in the group chat. I was like, it really doesn't matter what this thing is. It's a win. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can sell any any Squire Affinity Mustang thing. Yeah. Buy it for eighty five bucks. Oh, sell I hate it. it. Flip it for a hundred. Yeah, you'll you'll get your money back. That yeah. was the worst possible case scenario. Is you'd get your eighty five bucks back. Yeah. Um. And then I got thinking about it, and this is, you know, I was talking with my wife, and I was like, and she goes, see, so wait, why why don't you buy it? And I goes, I don't know, I, I, it's on salmon arm. She's like, didn't you just tell me that the minimum you could resell it for if it's the worst thing would be like 125 150 bucks? And I was like, yeah. She's like, so wouldn't the worst thing that would happen is you go on a road trip, which you love to do, and then you make $20? Or negotiate down to make nothing, but you still got to go on a road trip? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, what's the best case scenario? And I was like, best case scenario, it's American-made and vintage and worth a lot. But I doubt it's that. She's like, well, it's the most likely best case. And I was like, see the crazy? It's about $1,500 of American-made thing. And I was like, but I don't think it's going to be that. It'll probably be Japanese or Mexican if it says Fender on the headstock. She's like, so what's the scenario? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like... Yeah, you know, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars, and she's like, "Then go get the guitar, you moron!" Like she's, <laughs> she doesn't mince words. No, no. no. So I, I messaged the seller, and I got lucky that after all that deliberation and stuff, I was still the first guy. And uh, they were like, 
I was like, when can we meet up? And the seller responded, we're going to buy cheese and Armstrong tomorrow. We could meet you there. And I was like, I only have to drive 15 minutes. Yeah. This is fantastic. So yeah, I go out to the cheese store yep. and I meet this super old couple. Like we're talking old enough. They're wearing the big, huge, bulky black shade, everything on their faces from the oh, sun. To cover their glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're in their 70s at least. And uh, like the guy goes, I don't like electric sound. Um, I thought I would, but I don't. I like my acoustic. And I was like, hey, that's fair. Fair enough, yeah. Let's see this guitar. And uh, it pulls out a Megan Mexico Fender Duo Sonic. And it is haggard. <laughs> <laughs> this thing has not been treated well. Um, I was like, deal's a deal, 85 bucks. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So yeah. I, I spent... I probably spent seven hours um, cleaning it up, cleaning it up, redoing the frets. Like it needed help. Yeah. It had a pick card that I swear was made out of an ice cream pail lid. It was just flimsy and. Really? Yeah. It was not the original pick card. Uh, ice cream pail lid. I it like was, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I said it before on the show. I don't make a big secret out of it. I flip gear to, yeah. as an income. That's that's really the only income I've had for like the past two years. Yeah. Is occasionally flipping the right the right piece of gear for the right price. Um, I always try and be. I still try and sell stuff at a bit of a steal or a bargain. Can you um, believe it, folks? He wouldn't even take double his money. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I some some Nirvana fanatic uh, messaged me. You did sell it. I did sell. Oh, it. fantastic! Yeah. That thing was great. I just, um, I don't, I never even, you know what? You did sell it and you didn't even let me play it. You bastard. I, you were supposed to. <laughs> Damn I it, Al. See, I sold it before. <laughs> God, we even talked you about have this. the same thing over there, but with a better bridge. I know, but still. We talked about this. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I sold it within. A day. Five days, I think. Oh, I, yeah. I think I might have had it five days. Yeah. It's, it's gone. And, uh. The, I, I was surprised by this, but like the cheapest ones out there I could find, other than mine, were nine fifty Canadian, nine hundred and fifty wow. bucks, and uh, I didn't sell it to the kid for that. I, I yeah. sold it to him for a little over four hundred bucks. I gave him a smoking deal. Yeah, um, even even that four hundred dollars—that's a smoking deal. Oh yeah, but then pay yourself per by the hour to tech it and fix it. And that's kind of where I yeah, did. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I need to value my time here. I I should. That's it's a, not, yeah, it's that's, not unfair to pay myself for my that's fair my work and because I mean I think I even bought mine for six. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember at all what you paid for that thing. Yeah, it was six hundred bucks. That was a good deal. Yeah, even I got a good deal. Yeah. 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 So it, you know, this thing was beat. It had stains in the finish from uh, being stored on a bad stand mm-hmm. or a bad case or something. And off white will do that over thirty years. So was it off white or was it that that uh Green. What is this? Was it like a seafoam? I thought no, it was like a seafoam. It, 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 was, it was Olympic white at one point in time, yeah. but it had yellowed quite a bit. From yeah. And then my color vision made it look kind of yeah, you're, off-white you're, green. I'm trying to what it looked like for you, but yeah. it was a white guitar. The one picture that I think I got of it. I can send you a bunch more. If you Thanks, buddy. That would be great. <laughs> um, so I did well. I got to pay some bills. Kid got a smoking deal on a guitar. Everybody won. Didn't even negotiate with the old guy. Just was like, no, here's your money. Happy days. Anyway, should we fire into the actual meat of the episode? I know we're kind of having fun here. So I want to say a week and a bit ago, 
um, friend of mine managed to score a 1963 SG Junior. Yes. And I guess it was probably longer than that. It was, it was over there. It was maybe two or three weeks ago. Anyways. And I said, hey, what would you think if Casper and I borrowed that thing and compared it to Casper's recently rebuilt SG with the two P90s? And just, you know, just has some content for the show. And he said, that'd be awesome. Go ahead. I was like, wow, that was really <laughs> <That's> breezy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he he. He lent us the guitar, and uh, I brought along my standard, and we just kind of yeah, hung out and messed around with some SGs, which is really how God would want us to spend our time. Exactly. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. our time on this planet is for. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what time is for? Yeah. Make yeah. some babies, make some SGs. That's, eh, that's what we're here for. So, yeah, that's what we're, we're here to do is talk about the differences in a 63 junior. The first a, year of the junior. First year. A 2003 standard. Uh, which at this point is actually getting vintage, which is kind of weird. And completely <laughs> bone stock. Uh, not completely. What did you change? I changed the capacitors. Oh, that's right. I did put some uh, new old stock Bumblebee. 50s bumblebees in there. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually like less than the original capacitors. See, but, but I've lost the originals, so the bumblebees stay. There you go. I don't know. I, like. Yeah, that's kind of splitting hairs, but how much? It's really just comes down to the tolerances. Yeah, like like that's where the full on tone, no difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just how the tone knob, yeah, operates with the bumblebee caps, and I just liked the operation of the modern ones better. There was a lot more sweep. Yeah, and the bumblebees are very vintage, a little bit quote unquote darker sounding. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah. like I say, that comes down to tolerance. Totally. Yep. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, three SGs. Yeah. So from what we can tell, not totally bone stock SG Junior. Um, yeah. All the original parts are are definitely with it, um, but it does have a different bridge. Um, it does have different tuners. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah it definitely bridge. has the original pickguard. Yes, it does. <laughs> Which is shrinking and getting kind of warbly. Yeah, but the, the like a record a left Leo in the sun. One badass. I don't know if there's a badass one or badass two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a, available it's, anymore. But it's one of those. Yeah. And the uh, the tuners, as everybody tended to do in the seventies and eighties, the tuners have been uh, routed out. Not routed out. Sorry, reamed out. Reamed for out for Godos. Yeah. Which, to their credit, those are great tuners. They felt great to adjust. Oh, yeah. They work um, fantastic, and they are, they're just a great set of tuners, man. That's why everybody uses them. But. Still. Not just, as cool looking as the uh, vintage buttons. And most people don't like buttons, but I love them. I love yeah. the old buttons. But it's just, you know, now we look at it as like, oh my God, it's a, it's a, it's a lot, kind of blasphemous <laughs> to like, to really, yeah. ha- like not hack up, but to, to to modify a 60s, an early 60s SG like this. But at the time when it was done, it was probably not all that sought after anyhow, um, as maybe they are today. Though definitely not. I, yeah. I mean, I'm talking for, for myself. My buddy Judd once offered to sell me his 67 Junior uh, with the tremolo, the horrible crappy Gibson tremolo. The one with the sideways? It wasn't the sideways one. It was the That's so bent weird. metal one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Looks like a bike spoke that got hit with a two by four. It just is like it's a it's a it's a it's like a playing card thick piece of metal folded into shape to have some spring to it. Yep. And then they slap an arm on it, and and the ball end of your strings go in there, and it's like. How is that ever supposed to return to the same position? <laughs> like, there's no consistency to it. Um, anyway, he offered to, he had one of those, he, and this was probably 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, 1600 bucks." And uh, I was like, oh, it's a bit expensive. I can't afford that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and now, now it's just like, oh, pastel, you idiot. <laughs> pastel Dude. did some dumb stuff. He did, yeah. <laughs> Present day Al has a lot of those moments. <laughs> it's like, go, past Al, you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Investing in Yahoo, that's a stupid thing to do. Never. Yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not convinced on the Bitcoin thing at all. I, I Anyway, we're not talking about Bitcoin. Um, yeah, now, now these guitars are going for... Real silly sums of money, and yeah, uh, yeah, the they might have they might have permanently eluded my grasp. Yeah, that could be so. almost almost certainly mine because you know <laughs> I can't imagine spending what the, the the typical ask is on some of these vintage guitars. I just yeah. don't. I just don't. I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Okay, I just like, I don't think I could justify spending that much on a vintage guitar that I would literally probably to paranoid to play you know i would well, i guess it depends it's there's there's positives and negatives right yeah i guess i'm just not that kind of guitar owner the guitars that i have hanging behind me on the wall <clears throat> some of them are i mean if i had to replace them today would be exorbitantly expensive um but and i don't think that i could actually spend the money to do it you know, like if I was to go and have my Kronbauer rebuilt or have another one made, I don't, honestly don't think I could. It's just not a. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it, that's a to, that's a huge expense to take something that. Um. Yeah, it's just out of my reach. You know. Yeah, it's it's hard to <clears throat> hard to do, and and especially like, are you collecting or are you playing or are you kind of doing both? A little bit of both, but I th- I think from my own personal perspective, I'm doing a little bit of both. I do play all the guitars that I own sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, what you, that face? What's that face? That face is the current prices of uh, 1963 SG juniors. 60s juniors. Um, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> so one with the one with the trim, just uh, just like I, I turned down for sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, fifty five hundred bucks now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's an here's one in the U S for sixty eight hundred. American or Canadian? Is, you're on these reverb. Are on Canadian. Yeah, dollars. you're on reverb. Oh my gosh. Uh, one located a uh, sixty two. That's just the same year as this one. Which, uh, I thought sixty three was the first year on these juniors. I, I may be wrong on that. So that that might not be first. Year. Is this a sixty three? This is a sixty three. Oh okay. Um. Six. This one says 1962, and it is $7,780. There's a 64 that's in pretty minty condition for ten grand. Okay. So there's a pretty big sweep on these, and uh, none of them are cheap. 
Yeah. <laughs> so anywhere between five to ten thousand dollars yeah. to get you into the guitar that we have sitting in the studio here today. So that's pretty crazy. Uh well thank you, Connor. I was gonna say, too bad Connor knows where I live. No. <laughs> I could probably hit you over the head hard enough to give you amnesia. No. <laughs> yeah. You could forget where it is. I think if you're hitting me that hard, I'm just eating through a straw for the rest of my life. And I mean there's that. There's the, <laughs> the look in that eye, man. Actually, you know what? I, I <laughs> that's we'll, a win win for Casper. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. But uh it, it is a this is a fantastic guitar. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're really taking the long way to a short thing here, but fantastic instrument, man! Does it ever sound delicious? You know, and the first thing I did when I when you brought it over and I started playing it is I just didn't even plug it in, and it rings like a bell. It really does, and 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 that was the biggest difference that I noticed right away is because I played them all unplugged first, or like you know played the the junior. And then played it plugged in and then, you know, put some drive to it and like, you know, a couple of pedals and it, it played so beautifully unplugged and the other two were more what I would expect from an, an electric guitar unplugged. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of subdued, but, and, and obviously not very acoustic, but this thing actually had a great ring to it. Just right out of the box. I mean, 70 year old mahogany or 64. Something year old mahogany, right? Sixty nine year old mahogany. No, it's nineteen sixty three. It's it's sixty two years oh, old. Six, uh, sixty something. My mom was born in nineteen sixty one. So it's fifty nine years old, then, isn't it? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, my my. I guess my mom will be sixty one this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost sixty years old. Fifty nine year old guitar. Yeah. Still makes Pretty a cool. huge difference. Heck yeah. Yeah, I was actually really kind of surprised by it. And and just the the look of it too, you know. Um you can see where age has has taken a lot of it the the vibrance of the color and and really changed it. <laughs> yeah. Really changed we it. We took the back cover off. Don't tell Connor. Uh, don't tell Connor. I'm going to tell Connor. I'm going to send him the picture in fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did like okay, we didn't we didn't take the guitar apart and go through it like uh Jay no. Leno going through an old Rolls-Royce or something. We no. we just Took the back cover off. <laughs> yeah, <was> four <laughs> screws, uh, and uh, the original f- color of the, of the finish is is underneath there because it's a it's a worn it's a cherry it's a cherry yeah yeah, yeah. It's and it's classic SG cherry red very cherry underneath that cover heritage cherry I think they call it yeah now. Well, they probably um, call it heritage cherry now but it was just called cherry yeah. then <laughs> and uh, the pic- the cover uh, the color underneath the cover was just like vibrant and yeah. and very red. And uh, the parts we thought were very red on the outside still are actually quite not. <laughs> quite not. They're almost almost quite natural colored now. Yeah. It's really quite surprising. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me is just how cool it feels. Like yeah. the way it resonates, the way it, it feels and plays. The neck is completely different. And I'm not an SG like connoisseur like like some people are. Or I would even call your, you more of a connoisseur of them than I am. Um But immediately the neck was like, oh, this is totally different. Like really yeah. quite <laughs> Chunky by comparison. Yeah, it's got some heft. Yep. Really, I, I, really comfortable though. Yeah, that's 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 like, the thing. You know, it's so hard to describe that kind of a neck. Yeah. Because it's like it's big, but it's comfy, and it's nobody ever. Everybody's like, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Until you experience it. Yeah. 
And then it's like, oh, I get it on that. Like, because yeah. I've talked on this show like a handful of times at least about my buddy Eric's Les Paul. Um, and it's a 58 vintage original spec from the custom shop. Yeah, it's yeah. got this honker of a neck on it, as the 58s do. Um, but it's stupidly comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, this neck isn't as big as the 58 style LP neck, but uh, it is big. By and comparison to the, the very more modern feeling SG standard of yours and, yeah. and mine. Whereas I think mine were, they were trying for a little bit more of a vintage feel of the neck on my guitar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's no, it's not even, it doesn't even really compare to the. Nope. The, um, the that, junior. that thing is definitely like a, even though it's 63, it's definitely like that fifties baseball bat. Just, just bigger. See, when you say it like that, it feels negative. I know. <laughs> it feels really negative. Like, man, things got a baseball bat or a two by four for a neck, but really, it, it really is. It's just in there. It's just yep. in in your hand comfortably, and yep. uh, it wants to play. And and it's been played enough that it's really, really broken in. The neck yeah. feels so smooth, so so slick, so so fast. I for love, a big neck, for a, a bigger neck, anyways. So one one thing for me that I that I really appreciated about it, and this is like. You know, I'm I'm very, maybe not famous for saying this on the show, but uh, you're not famous for anything else. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've I've definitely said it many a time. Like most people have never played a '50s Gibson anything, so whenever they're like they made them better, it's like nobody alive today even knows how to make them back then. Yeah, they're Gibson themselves don't even know how they're, they had to, you know, reverse engineer stuff. <laughs> There's no one that can confirm any of this. Um. You know, I I am often fond of saying just like a modern guitar is made probably better than most vintage ones. Uh, consistency is very. High. I was going to say it's it's more a consistency game at that at, at, yeah. in a modern guitar. You can really take three SG standards and they and they will be within probably millimeters or yeah, microns of, of the exactly the same. Since the late 80s, when CNC really took over everything, it's been pretty consistent ever since. Now, there are eras as, uh, you know, Gibson post-2013 through 2019 can, maybe even 2000, we'll say 2010 to 2019. There's 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 eras where, like, as they, can, they demonstrated in that particular timeline, consistently was wildly wildly out of whack see but uh, and and it, if you're going to pick on that era um i i don't think that it was about making guitars for players it was just about pumping out guitars <laughs> yeah they definitely had sunk into that you know prestige of the brand more than the guitars yeah era. and and i'm not saying there aren't great guitars from that era your sg's from that era and it's fantastic i love your sg i'm waving at it like it's over there it's behind I mean, yeah it is behind i can't see it because of the screen <laughs> um that is a nice rack of guitars that we got over there buddy it sure is <laughs> too bad um, we don't own them all and i and you know in the past year i've literally bought and sold three sg's from that era. And uh well two of them were two anyways. Two of them were, yeah. Um and they were all good instruments. I I didn't have any problems with them. The biggest problem with the, any of those ones is one of the owners was a ham fisted Neanderthal and he <laughs> handled his guitar. <laughs> Can't go and blame Gibson for that. <laughs> um 
But it, you know, there I is didn't something. Know you sold one of your own guitars. Sorry. Oh, I see. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, the final episode of the Culture Guitars. Anyways. Um, Hemp. Dude, that's a great analogy. Hemp-fist at the end result. It's fantastic. Anyways, carry on. Sorry to interrupt. It's just some of those guys out there, man, that just... It's, it's, I've never seen, and, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm just get that tangent altogether. Um, I gotta say, I, I, one thing I appreciate about this thing is just, there's, there's some mojo to it, um, that only time and, and, and seasoning can give. Yeah. I love my SG. It's got 20 years into it now. It's, and, uh, it's certainly coming into its own. Um, but I can see, like, wow, another 30, 40 years on, this thing is going to be fantastic. That next donor is sure going to love it. <laughs> uh, I thought you were, in, you were going to be buried with it. No, I would never do that. Uh, I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't. And, and, and there's t- not to get too morbid about it, but there's two reasons. One, that's a waste of a guitar. I, su- I suppose. You know, like, they're they're meant to make sound and be played. And... You throw it in a coffin and it never does that again. Nobody even gets to see it. So it's not like in a museum or something where it's contributing something that way. Uh, and two, if it's in the coffin with a rotting corpse, it's going to be. Gone. That's not even a guitar in six yeah, months. It's just yeah. more rot. And I can't do that. <laughs> so, nope. There's no way I'm being buried with any of my guitars. Huh. Um, Interesting. They're all, they all got to go to good loving homes. Somebody's got to make music with them. I don't want them staying anywhere with me. Yeah. My wife might feel differently. She might want to keep one or two around for sentimental reasons, and that's her prerogative because I am 99% sure she'll outlive me. Not <laughs> <laughs> to get too morbid about it. Well, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's just, I mean, odds are with any yeah man versus woman scenario that way, the woman is going to outlive the man. That's just statistically the way it goes. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm kind of a dummy. So I figure the odds of me accidentally offing myself <laughs> spectacularly stupid. Accident, accidentally making a house of cards on a train track. And <laughs> Al thought it would be really cool to get it. Like, he takes pictures with guitars in weird places. And he saw this power line that had a plank on it for some reason. So he climbs up to the plank and, and then it goes, yeah, yeah, it'd be something like that. Or he tried duct taping it to the front of a bullet train. and <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's, a, that's the best idea. You know that scene in Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise clings to the door of the space or the aircraft? Yeah. Well, I'll try to do it with a It'll Yeah, anyway. Or I'll just be like, yeah, I was walking along and out of nowhere, somebody dropped a dog out of an airplane and it just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you could drop a dog out of an airplane. It'd just be something random like that. Anyways, she's going to outlive me. She's going to have some choices to make with some yeah. instruments. <laughs> but... I'm really freaking digressed here. Yeah. So to scoot on back off this rabbit trail onto that main hiking discourse, um, I really love the mojo this thing has. And now I'm kind of like, well, now I want a vintage guitar, and not because of the collectability or the value of it, but I, I kind of want one that old just for the, like, what it brings to the instrument, what, mm-hmm. what it brings to the music. I think... Um you have to be selective 
on vintage instruments. And yeah. we've talked about this before. Um, and, and so to, to pick it up and to be really happy with the way it sounds, um, for a 60, almost 60 year old guitar and to not have it we'll go, call it 60. call it 60, but it's still, no, you know, not to like pick up, pick it up and be like, Oh yeah. You know, you want it to be great. This guitar actually, actually yeah. is. It actually is great. It's. I mean, the first thing I did when I when I strummed it, unplugged it, was like, "Wow, like wow, yeah." You know, and it's rich. rich yeah, and I think I think I'm kind of because I play more acoustic, anyways. I think to have an electric guitar really go, "Hey, this has got something," even before I plugged it in, mm-hmm. that that was like, I'm sold. You yeah. know, and it like. You know, the one of the reasons we wanted to compare it specifically to your SG mm-hmm. was because yours is the the dual P90s. You know, you can get a, it's a, I mean, it's not a junior, but it's a pretty fair comparison. Pretty fair. And I think, uh, honestly, the pickup in this junior is lovely. It's really, really great. Yeah. There's something, uh, again, something there that. Yep. I don't know how you make that. No. Um, um It's. M- mine, mine has it, but just not, it's, it's like. It's like if you had a brand new Ferrari, whatever the Ferrari is. It's like the brand newest, bestest thing. It's really great. Okay. Like it's really, really <laughs> great. But it's still not like one of the old 70s Ferrari Medinas. It's still not one of those like vintage Ferraris. It's still a magnificent instrument, magnificent yeah. piece of equipment. But it just doesn't yeah. quite have it. Like this old piece does. And yeah. that's basically what what I took from it is like my SG is not a high end SG. It's not even a standard. It's just a, like an SG faded T. But the things I've done to it have really, really brought its game I, up I, a, somebody, in a huge way. Somebody were to try and slag on your SG, I'd be the first one to poke them in the eye. Cause <laughs> it's, it's a freaking cool guitar. Yeah. And it was the, a cool guitar before you modded it. Like as... As far as that series goes, like, I thought it was one of the coolest ones I've ever seen, if not the coolest. And uh, it's way cooler now. Yeah, and and it has just more mojo than it did. Totally. Yeah. yeah just and it kind of it kind of pours buckets of mojo now, and I really am yeah, happy absolutely. that that's the way it turned out. Because it could have it could have turned out like a like a bitter lemon. And I mean, I don't think it would have ever been bad, but I think it you could have you could have gotten finished, and you could have just been like. Well, okay. It's, yeah, it's a guitar P90s now, but really, P90s are the greatest pickups anyways, so I knew that I wasn't going to be displeased. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every episode from now on is Casper like, well, sure, okay. I mean, those giant Mojo pickups are really cool and all, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, like I said, I made the choice to go P90s with that before I even ever even played one, and then I got my more guitar with P90s in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I did not make a mistake here." <laughs> I knew, I knew then, if this, you know, obviously the handcrafted, hand carved more guitar is going to be exquisite, anyways. Yeah. Um, but Dan really sold me, really sold me on the P90 idea. For not to, I mean, I love Dan to pieces. But you're in that guitar for a fair chunk of change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. If it didn't deliver. It delivered. <laughs> you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd kind of be like, um, Dan, what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I think I, uh, I I sent him a message the other day. I was like, hey, man, we got to talk. 
you know, this, uh, <laughs> it's, and I was basically like, kind of let him on for a little bit. And he's like, what's wrong, man? Come on, tell him. He gets really, <laughs> really like, not, I don't want to say paranoid, but he gets like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. Let me help you. Let me help you fix it. Let me fix right. it. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, these, these pickups just, they're the greatest thing ever. <laughs> he's like, ah, <laughs> so, yeah. I got to say, uh, it's interesting looking at a guitar that was from an era where 99% of their process was hand. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had machines. There was always a guy sure. doing the job with the machine. Yeah, sure. Somebody, um, an operator or somebody doing, yeah. the, doing the work. Not like today's <laughs> world where you can throw a neck into a Plex machine and it comes out 99.9999% yeah. But I can't, like, I've seen a bunch of 61 style SGs. Yep. Uh, but they've all been modern ones, or other than the sixties. Kind of like the Jug reissue Jug. type, yeah. yeah. Um, and the contours were all fairly consistent. Yeah. And then this thing, it's like the sixty-one contours are there. Yeah. That. But they're kind of blurrier. The lines are a little bit more wandering. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is a dude with a belt sander. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a foam block press, like trying to yeah. shape a back contour, and it's it's a little different. You know, there's there's a lot of cool a lot of cool things about the contouring of that guitar. And I know we kind of, we kind of dug into this a little bit comparing uh, mostly the standard and, and the, and yeah. the junior, but it's, it, you know, there's subtle nuances. Like they cast the same shadow. Yeah. But same outline, but, but all three of these, they're just, they're just a little different. different all of contours, them. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, the, 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 the difference between the 61, well, uh, 63. Yeah. With this, with the 61 original style contours. Yeah. I really like uh, that, like that slanted back where the strap button is. I actually, yeah. I actually really like the the look and the feel of that. It really adds it to it. Yeah. Um, but the difference between that and R two is like is astounding. Yeah, yeah, it's quite. Different. And then there was like that weird of like we noticed on the lower belt by the control cavity, the outer edge contour on mine is like weirdly sharp. sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite sharp. <laughs> and and the on the sixty three and on yours, it's rounded over a little yeah. bit. You know, the 63 that they just has a little bit deeper cuts, I, I would say. Like, the contours just flow a little bit deeper into the lines. Yeah. And, and you know, so the, the overall thickness of the bottom uh, waist of the guitar where the, where the contours from front and back meet is quite thin versus yeah. even mine and, and, and quite a lot different on the, on the standard. That's weird because the body is the same thickness. Yep. But yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah, the different lines sure add a, a whole different, like, you really got a movement. You got to look yeah. like, and it, and it's, it's neat to, to have them all lined up side by side and actually look and go, Oh yeah. Look how much different that is. So we're getting close to cutting it or ending it here. Um, but I want, I want to get to get a couple of like final thoughts on things. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some final thoughts I had. There's nothing like 60 years of broken in goodness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's just nothing like it. So beyond, like, that is something that is just incomparable because how the heck are we supposed to, like, yeah. um, but beyond that, the one thing I liked, and I think you said this as well, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm not trying to steal your thunder on this one, but the neck on, on the standard. Yeah. Just, to me, feels the best still. Yeah. And, and it will, to me, for sure, because that's, yeah, mine. That's twenty years on that guitar. Um, but I, a big part of it is the binding, that carved, yeah, fret nib binding. Um, See, and I don't really notice that. Mm. Doesn't really notice it. 
Yeah, I I notice it. I I'm always looking for that feel. Yeah. Um. I like that the best. The 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 finish feel of the sixty three. The best one there. Yeah, no, absolutely, very luscious. And I would say if, and I think I said this before, if the faded tea had a a point that it really loses is that the finish is that kind of no grain fill, just open porous single coat. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's it, definitely but it's like a, the it, most cost saving way. It could yeah, be done. for sure. Obviously, it's a it's a huge, you know, chunk of the cost. That, um, yeah, is the lack not of at, like because in the Gibson factory they hang them on the, on the above the roof, yeah. not above the roof, just below the roof. They yeah, they hang them because they, they got to sit in nitro. Has got to sit for so long. Yeah, they sit for they they just kind of like snake their way around the factory hanging from the roof for a month. Yeah. Um, if you only have to do that for like a week. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely you're makes only a big difference. Like a thin layer of nitro, that's big change in yeah. cost. And they're not buffing it. Yeah. It's not polished. It's not yeah. it's it's none of that. It's I just literally kind of shot down and 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 then let to let to dry. Yeah. I think in another 30-ish years, even already my my finish is starting to feel way more fantastic than it ever did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my finish is going to end up feeling like the 63 because it's a full gloss nitro finish and it's just going to get older yeah. and, and do that thing. Um, I was really quite surprised with how much, how little actual checking there is on this, on the junior though. Mm-hmm. Like the, the nitro checking is not really, really heavy. This one has been well taken care of for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your P90s have more. Uh, presence or splatinkle on the top of it yeah. somewhere there's there's yep. i would i would say they're um it's tough tough to say but because you can only really compare the bridge pickup yeah and but yes there is more you call it sparkle call it what splatinkle i don't it's, know it's, there's something on the high end that's that's yeah, more yeah it's a little there. bit more Present, yeah. And uh, I don't remember what Mike calls those P90s that he was Sonic pickups. Yeah, Sonic pickups, they're the uh, Mississippi Monarchs. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're f- what a fantastic pickup. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, buddy, crushed it. Yeah. Um, I got to say, though, I, I, I'm loving the junior. I think the junior, sorry, baby. Um, I think the junior is the best sounding <laughs> guitar here. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll I'll give you that, it, but that's that's like. Um, but it's hard to say that with mine because mine has the humbuckers. It's it's a lot different. Yeah, it's it's really ah yeah. See, I I found that the comparing them across like sound wise, um, and I was saying this before is that I started my guitar journey with humbuckers only, and it was actually your SG that really like the standard that actually got me into like liking and and really wanting an SG. And because it was the first kind of proper Gibson SG I ever played, and it's and it is a fantastic specimen of of the instrument. Yeah. So when it's, and then I kind of went down this rabbit hole of other pickups and other guitar types and other things, and then ended up with the two P nineties finally in mine. Uh, to to pick it back up and play it again today, I can't say that there's any love lost at all. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I do. I do prefer the P90s only because it's just a just a sound. You're it's just a sound. Yeah. I'm I'm really digging right now. But you know what? In a year and a half, I don't know where I'll be. I might be 
I'm gonna be back on some humbucker kick, but I, I can't guarantee that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just different. I, that's that's the. I mean, it's now you know why the SG, my SG is like other than those bumblebee caps. Yeah, uh, which I actually wish I left the originals in there, but now you know why it's it's never been modded. It's yeah. just it's it just is what it is. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. It was, you know, I had, uh, I, back in 2006, I think. Because uh, you bought it off the showroom in 2003. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, two years later, I bought the first year version of the standard faded that you have before it was a tribute series. Yeah. Uh, it was after they stopped putting the crescent moons on the fretboard. Ah, yeah. Gah! I know. I want one of those. Um, I, I bought one of those and, uh, that one I immediately was like, oh, I need to modify this thing <laughs> <laughs> because the neck was different. The pickup sounded kind of, and it was just like, I don't want to modify this thing. So I, I think I sold it within six months of buying it. Cause it yeah. just was like, oh, what? I know. Um, but the, yeah, the SG standard never needs to change that thing. It's just, it's exactly where it should be. Same with this junior. I mean. I think the uh, tuners probably were changed. Uh, we have the originals in the case here. I think they were probably changed because they, they needed to be. Yeah, I would say. Um, I'm a little disappointed that somebody didn't. Find and who, some, however there far might back. There not have been replicas available at that time. It might be, you're right. You're right. Because um, I don't think these are like a modern Goto. These are quite old anyways. They've got some age to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I really can't tell. I don't know Goto's well enough to. The logo looks. Different? Yeah. yeah. It looks quite a, like a couple um, generations old. But I can say, like, this junior is one of those things where it's like, I would change as little as possible ever mm-hmm. if I owned it, the original bridge. And I think Connor's planning to. Because you have the original bridge. Yeah, it's in the case. He's planning to put it's, it back it's, on there. And that's a fantastic. He actually meant to do that, I think, before. Before we got it, yeah. yeah. I think that's a fantastic piece, though. Just, the, like, the actual original bridge. Like, it's it's compensated, but not intonatable. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, that's a, a, uh, a testament of the time. It's because they were building them. This as a solid unit. It was a student guitar, and they. Yeah. But they, later on, student guitars began to get those little amenities that you know that kind of everybody, yeah. every guitar These should have. These are expensive have. now. You buy a, a. Yeah, they're like ten grand. Well, I was thinking the the reissues are, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're not much cheaper than a standard. If they're cheaper at all, I don't know. I think a standard SG. I don't even know what a standard SG is. They're like twenty. They're around two grand, twenty two hundred. Yeah, twenty two hundred bucks, like twenty three hundred if you're buying them new. That's what Les Pauls used to be. Yeah. <laughs> ah, old. Um, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, I would kill to have one of these. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's killer. Uh, Comparison-wise, that, that became harder and harder to do the more time I spent with the thing. Yeah, I, th- I think we, and we mentioned, or well, before we were on the air, it's like, this is kind of the most hair-splitting of splitting hairs we've ever done. Totally. And yeah. it's, you know, we're nerding out on literally one guitar in three different varieties. <laughs> and um but it also goes to show that there is so much variety between these three guitars um that I don't know I don't even think you can call them one thing. No. And and but I think this does prove as we've said before that a perfect guitar collection can consist of nothing but SGs because they're the best. You just need a variety of them. Mm, and many. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 15 to 20. Cover all your bases with 15 to 20 SGs. You know, 
you, you probably could. We should actually do a, how many do you need? How many do you need? We already did like a top 10 uh, SGs yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 I know. Nothing no, 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 no. Jabbering but, about SGs episode. <laughs> but, I think, but I think it would be interesting <laughs> to be like, how many SGs do you really need in order to cover all the bases? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, okay, first off, you'd have to define the bases. Uh, necessities. What do you need to have out of out of guitar to fill a stable with nothing but SGs and and cover everything? I'm sure that there is a is a two single coil SG out there somewhere that covers that bass like a like a Duosonic or a Strat. Eh. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, the guitar of the week series had the uh, was it SG an SG three? Is it an SG? Covers a bass, uh, yeah. And it was three single coils, like strapped. Yeah, yeah. Not straps to pickups, but it's kind of like that. You know, yeah, like yeah, here's yeah. three single coils, but in an SG. <laughs> and I think they gave you a rotary, like chicken head knob to switch between them. Ah, oh, see, I would actually kind of like that. It was neat. It was pretty cool at the time. I hated it because I was like humbuckers. Yeah. But now I'm like, <laughs> it's again one of those things. Just like that would have been a cool one. I don't even. I don't even know that I would like it, but it would cover a bass. Yeah, and we should maybe like, do like a like a a segment, a short one, five minutes, and describe these are the guitars you need to own in order to <laughs> fill your stable with SGs the and late cover 90s all the bases. SG Deluxe, the mini humbuckers, mm. be a good one. You know, there's not though. There's just not, unless you talk to somebody like uh, next week's guest. So I'm not going to reveal yet. Oh, um, unless you go to a real custom builder. You're not going to find an SG with gold foils. Yeah, that could be done. I have seen the Gibson Mod Shop pump out a Les Paul Custom yeah. with Seymour Duncan Telly pickups in it. Like they, All they wow. did was take the humbuckers out, yeah, yeah, put these weird plastic covers in that held the Telly pickups in, and then like do a like country-ish western Why the hell not? decal on the top, and it's like, boom. Bam, you got a Telly. Country western Les Paul Telly. Like... <laughs> Check the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, Gibson might do that for an SG if you can convince the made-to-measure program. I'm sure you can. I don't know. They've turned down guitars, but, I mean, if you're going to show up with 30 grand, I mean. Money sure. is money, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what they'll charge you, I can't say. What Gibson likes most, more than anything else <laughs> in true. the entire world, is money. <laughs> Can you make an SG with tele pickups? No. I have a briefcase full of money. You know, I'll just take this briefcase. Oh, wait here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Fender will build me one with yeah. a of mahogany. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fender. Right. I don't think they own Guild anymore. Really? I don't I'd have to double check, but I don't think so. Hmm. I'm a little out of touch on some of this stuff. I focus so much of my attention on SGs. Smaller builders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't entirely know all that stuff, but I think Fender let the Guild brand name, I think they sold it off. Sold it or just let it kind of... Oh, sold it. Mm. They owned it outright, so there's no reason, you know... Just to turn off the lights and... They wouldn't that let that lapse, but, the, you know... Yeah. Um, so I don't think Fender has a SG-style guitar in their... Uh, <laughs> their range anymore like they did when they owned Guild because they could pump out a Polara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a great guitar. Yeah. 
Anyways. I think it's probably time to wrap up. I'm, I'm, wrap up. I'm, I'm rabbit trailing off yeah, of we're the totally, guild yeah. guitars now. We're, we're, we're done. Um, sorry, there's been a bit of a break, folks, but at the same time, eh, you know what? We need a break. Yep. Um, and we have, uh, we have some cool stuff coming up this year. I'm looking at one of them right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already announced this. I can say, I, yep. I'm looking at the parts build body. Yep. Which is, ooh. ooh. It's so good. Ooh. It was really quite... White smitten <laughs> with the way that looks. Yeah, the, pic- the pictures did a good job, but not it. Not no, didn't yeah. quite do it justice. Nothing. Nothing really. Well. This is one of those things where it's just like, why'd you do this, Gary? What yeah, what the hell, Gary? <laughs> you gotta give this guitar away, dude. Like, <laughs> made it hard. He did. He did. I mean, at the same time, he did solve one problem, which is if we had to keep it cage match and and yeah that would be entertaining we'd we'd have to televise that (laughs) (laughs) so you know there's that problem avoided but anyway parts cast concierge folks that guy works hard to make you nice stuff Mm -hmm. say that and on that note i think we're uh, i think we're wrapped up here and we'll see you all next week boy that was the, the most unceremonious ending ever